Today we are tackling the 800 pound gorilla in the room, <laughs> Carol. Carol. <laughs> or, or <laughs> the idea of intimacy without obligation. Hmm. I think we have this notion in culture, you know, and even in, within Christian culture that yeah. when we get into marriage, okay, if you've been recently married or you're engaged you're, and you're holding out as, as is right and is good to not have sex prior to marriage, you're holding out, you get into marriage. And you're expecting it to be always just awesome, right? Yeah. Wild and crazy. Well, that's you expecting that. No. <laughs> <laughs> mission, mission uh, what is it? No, uh, I was going to say. Uh, uh, Challenge accepted. There it is. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking mission. about, <laughs> yeah, mission accomplished. <laughs> it's a little presumptuous, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today we're talking about this intimacy without obligation. How can we experience, what if we do experience obligation when we... Yeah. What do we do with that? What do we do with it? Yeah. And sh- is it right to feel? How do we, what are the right questions to be asking around this? And more, more importantly, what are the right answers? Mm. So we're going to give you all the right answers here today. <laughs> the Fierce Marriage Podcast. See you on the other side. like a lot of pressure all the right answers like maybe we'll try to shine truth here and the right answers will come yeah yeah we didn't mean to say that we'll actually give you the right you're looking for answers you're in the wrong place <laughs> go to your bible no, kidding and <laughs> no we do intend to be helpful today so if you don't know who we are i'm ryan this is my lovely wife selena we are the fredericks welcome to the fierce marriage podcast um if you're listening to this you're not aware we actually have a youtube channel it's called the fierce family you can get marriage and parenting content there twice a week hello it's probably like the most lively best place on the internet <laughs> it's like if you're anywhere on the internet you're gonna want to be on the fierce family you want to be there everything's <laughs> happening everything's fierce is happening there yeah i mean i'm talking like dozens of views <laughs> per week it's per week. amazing no no actually god's <laughs> been growing good. that faithfully we're actually almost to where we, we just eclipsed eleven thousand. wow subscribers and uh thank you Praise youtubers God. and i think we're we're good we're well on our way toward twelve thousand. so the Praise lord is God. good Praise God. um but you might not care about that so if you're watching hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribed already uh and we'll just move on with the rest of this episode okay <laughs> so where did this topic topic come from uh friends but this in, in the podcasting world okay the the behemoth of the podcasting world is apple podcasts aka it used to be called itunes i'm glad they Glad they uh, shuttered that piece of trash <laughs> software. <laughs> um, but the point is, in Apple Podcasts, they only allow you to feed into Apple Podcasts 300 episodes. Oh. And we are at episode three, well, currently 315, but there's a few other like interviews in there. Mm-hmm. We're probably at episode like 330 right now. Yeah. And so there's like 30, almost a year's worth of content that has been completely Taken jettisoned. Away. From Apple Podcasts. Now we still have the audio. Now I'm just gonna be honest; it's not the best audio mm-hmm. and or content kind we've of ever the produced. Beginning. It was the beginning of of, of all of these things. Sorry, yes. every time you say Apple Pod, I'm like Apple Pie. What Apple Pie? Apple Piecast. Apple Piecast. Sounds delicious. <laughs> um, new idea. Put that in my good ideas folder for later. <laughs> Done. Um, anyway, so we're actually digging this up out of the old kind of uh, episode archive. Plus we don't have videos for those. So we're going to, we're going to dig that up and we're going to rehash the topic, update it. That episode was like five years old. So we're going to 
do that. Yeah. Also, we had some folks write in about this. So this is kind of a nice. It's interesting how conflicts yeah. and tensions and all things in marriage don't actually go away. They just kind of evolve and then come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here's the questions. I'm going to pose the question in two different ways. Number one, what should I do if my spouse and I don't desire sex the same amounts or the same with the same frequency? Hmm. And two, is how can we be intimate without feeling obligated? So we're going to tackle that. We actually have a crying baby in the other room. So quick break. Magic. <laughs> and we're back. Um, so we have just asked those two questions. Now, I want to start with this assurance to you if you're feeling this way or if you were to feel this way in the future. You're not alone. Maybe that sounds obvious to say, but if you're a young couple or you've never experienced this, let me just tell you, all healthy couples experience this at some point and it, and, and, and more, more than, more than once. Yeah. We're, I think it's valuable to say it's normal. Yeah. It's normal to experience this. It's not, yeah. And it's not a sin. Like it's not now we're going to talk about maybe how sin could be informing this situation, right? but it's or not a sin to say we want to be intimate, but we don't feel the same level of desire, desire for, for the at the moment. Yeah. So as we approach this, I see two kind of avenues of inquiry. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first one is, uh, you know, and then they have to do with the desire number one and the experience. So the first uh, Avenue is couple who, who feels this way will wonder why their desire is less. In other words, am I less desirable? Like a wife or a mm-hmm. husband could feel that way. It asks this, like they've, they're noticing, um, they, they am I, am I not as attractive? Am mm-hmm. I not as, you know, are they finding me less, Right. you know, it, 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 to use secular terms, are, are they, are we falling out of love? <laughs> like mm. those types of doubts will, will, will creep in. Mm-hmm. Um, or we'll ask ourselves because this desire is lacking, is something else wrong mm. in our lives? Um, are we drifting from one another? Okay. Valid questions. Yeah. Okay. That's the first kind of avenue of inquiry. The second one would be the experience. Um, the couple, you, you'll have a different experience of intimacy when the desire isn't your driving force. And then you'll start to question the experience. In other words, is it legitimate? Is this a legitimate experience of intimacy if I don't feel it emotionally mm, right, or physically in some cases? Right. Does our experience validate the act itself? These are... Yeah. Now, many don't think about intimacy in these terms, so I think it could be helpful. Or is the value of intimacy, should it be derived from somewhere else? And if so, where? Okay, so two levels of inquiry based on the the desire itself and then the experience as a result of that desire. So uh, now let's ask some of these questions. First big question is mm-hmm. this, is what does scripture say about this? Does scripture speak on this, Selena? Yes. <laughs> does it? <laughs> it does, in fact. First uh, Corinthians 7, 5, why don't you read that? Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Good. That's a, that's a perfect passage for this. And it's very instructive for us. And it's important to the context. So in this context, the Corinthians had stated previously, it's good for a man to not be with a woman, but Paul uh, then says only if temptation is an issue. And so the heart of this passage is to work together husband and a wife toward mutual righteousness. In other mm. words, if there's an experience of temptation, um, th- the, the, the terminus of that desire is rightfully in your spouse. Mm. Yes. And if that terminus is no longer there, meaning that your spouse is depriving you, mm. um, then, then that temptation could materialize into 
full blown sin. I'm sorry, son. She doesn't girl. like sin. Yeah, she hates it. Every time we talk about it, she's so holy. <laughs> so in that passage, okay, so do not deprive one another. Now, now this is interesting. Um, we had a discussion about this. Note the deprivation dynamic. Okay, so the example that I used is that if I'm starving and you have all the food, I am not a position in a position to starve you, to deprive right, you. Right. You are you are ah, in yeah. that position to deprive. Like you are, you are just, you are flush with food. You have all the assets. <laughs> I have no assets. Don't I know it? <laughs> so the only the spouse with the goods, so to speak, can do the depriving. I e that's the person who wants less. Now yes. this can go both ways. I think ten tendency would tell us that it ends up being mostly men desiring wives because men's sex drives tend to be higher. They tend to be um, more visually, more easily. Yeah, the more easy motivated, I'll say. Yeah, more. <laughs> Gas pedal's not as sticky. We'll put it that way. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a good one because. I feel like when the, when, the, when it's hard to push the gas pedal down, it's really hard. But then once it's down, it's hard to get it back up. <laughs> um, yeah. So the impetus is on the one with less desire. And that's very, that should be like our, our, where we couch this conversation. Um, because it's not about taking, it's about giving. Paul is not mm-hmm. saying husbands, if your wife is depriving you, like you go tell her you owe me. <laughs> He's not saying that. No. And and Paul's not nope. speaking specifically and in, in exclusively to, to wives right. saying, don't deprive your husbands. Right. He's speaking to husbands and wives equally saying, don't deprive each other. Mm. Don't deprive each other. And he's talking to the one who's holding the value to give the value away. Right. And that value, of course, is to offer yourself. And that's, that's the very heart of marriage, right? Is you're offering yourself to one another right. freely, generously, without reservation. Well, and again, you know, it's a, it's calling, it's a call to the Christian to, to die to self once again. Right. We'll unpack this a little bit more as far as like feelings and emotions go, because again, there's plenty of times where we don't, well, maybe one of us doesn't feel like mm-hmm. having sex, right? Like we are one's putting out the vibe. The other's just kind of not picking it up or doesn't want to, or just doesn't have a desire to, but as you know, a spouse as a wife, we're just going to put it this way. Cause I'm the one that doesn't have as much drive. I mean, that's typically how the chips fall, uh, at least in our marriage. And so I have, I have choices to make when we're in that situation, you know, I can, I can deprive and I can just do it and be like, it's fine. He'll get over it. We're fine. No big deal. And let it just float out into the air and not give another thought to it. Yeah. Um, or I can get my emotions under control and understand that my this is one way that I could love my husband and I could give to him and I could be generous yeah. with him. Right. And the emotions, they're tricky. They are. And we'll talk about that um, down here a little bit. I yeah. just want to say I, as a husband, if you, so Selena, you're, this is always, it always gets really personal, but Hey, we're fierce marriage podcast this is what we do. Right. You're, you're very kind to me in this way and that you're very generous to me and that you have, I can count on one hand the times when I, and it's not even out of deprivation. It's like, Hey, you know what? I get it, but I'm super tired and like the kids and like, there's a billion other things. That it takes doing. a lot for me to say no. And it's not even ever a no. It's like a, how about, how about it's another a delay. time? Yeah. <laughs> it's a yes, but not right now. <laughs> um, and so I'm just, I want to acknowledge that, that it would be, I, mean, I feel very blessed in that. And it would be excruciating to me as your husband, if you weren't that way. 
I'm just going to say that. Now that's not meant to take that for what it is. Okay. Cause I'm just saying as a husband, if my wife always, you always had that ability and never acted on it. You yeah. always had the ability to be giving well and to be the, yeah like the the terminus of my sexual desire i'll yeah. say like the end point of that because you are the target of it um i don't look at pornography i don't look at shows that have nudity i don't entertain those types of thoughts like that's just something that i've purged from my life by the grace of god i only have you mm-hmm. and so if you were stingy with that that would be miserable be miserable um and just I take that for what it is i'm just and so I think uh, I'm, I'm thankful for that. And so as a spouse giving to, if you're less desire, if you have less desire, just know that that's a huge blessing to them. If you're generous to them, even though you may not have that desire. So do you have something you want to add? Well, I'm just thinking, okay, somebody's probably thinking, well, I feel obligated. Is that really generosity? Right. So we're, we're literally talking about, can you give without feeling obligated? Can you, is generosity... I mean, I think by the very definition of it, it's not an obligation. So, well, I, so because I'm a Christian, am I obligated to worship Jesus? I'm not. I'm, so I'm just going to say use categor, categorical obligations. Like, are obligations bad? Is what I'm trying to say. No. Am I obligated to obey Christ? Uh, it, no. Right. And I think. Well, I think we've we've equated obligation with our emotions with what is right. Like we've just made those all an right. equation. So generally if I feel <laughs> obligated, that thing is, is. Which isn't correct. Yeah. The point I'm trying to make is that if you feel like you should do something, that's not bad to feel that way. The right. question is why would you act on that feeling of, of why would you respond to that obligation? Are you responding from a place of, of, right. of bitterness and, and, and resentment or right. are you responding from a place of gladness and joy? I think we can respond from both of those places and it, and it is a bit of a, right. It's a heart thing. So absolutely. Um, As with every challenge and sin. Of course. So we asked these two big questions or two lines of questioning in terms of the desire itself and the experience itself, but let's go a little deeper. So I would ask this, a couple who asked comes to us and says, we don't desire sex in the same way, in the same frequency, and it's becoming a problem. My first question to them is why is there an asymmetric desire? What, now I know the assumption is, of course, everyone physiologically is different. Mm-hmm. They're wired. That's kind of, I'll just say that's kind of the the baseline assumption. Right. But then I would look even further and say, let's look at your circumstances. Um, now there's, there's phys- physiological desire. And I think there's also emotional desire. Yeah. And they're, they may or may not align. Right. Um, so, cause a, a woman could be emotionally desirous of her husband and the intimacy. And we've had this conversation before, like you want to connect, although there's not a lot of physical need there. Right. It's more just emotionally. We want to connect. Right. Um, so I would ask this qu- couple, let's look at your circumstances. Let's look at habits. Let's look at your communication ruts that you might be in. Um, and I'd say do a personal inventory. Um, so what are you talking about when you say habits? Like what are your, how do you connect habits or how are you, how are your habits um, causing division or the asymmetrical desire? What, what kind of habits are you talking about? Well, a lot of times there's habits that are just um, maybe unhealthy. Like maybe you're staying up far too late and, yeah. and you're both tired all the time. Or maybe you're, you're having to, or maybe you're over drinking and you're. Yeah. Any additional zap, any, additional any desire, zap any, any, I think. Um, maybe, godly and good desire. And we'll talk <laughs> about this later, but even that. in terms of sneaking 
snacks, I'll say. Yeah. And what I mean by that is oftentimes if there's a husband who's addicted to pornography or a wife who's addicted to pornography, they're satisfying that desire somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they're experiencing a lower desire for their wives. And it's not just a function of, oh, I've. I've exhausted myself. I mean, no. I've, not that yeah. I'm tired, but I've, I've spent myself sexually on, the, on the internet yeah. and it's spent. Yeah. I, I no longer have desire sexually at all because I've already given that away. Mm. Um, it's a function of that, but it's also a function of I've, I've made a habit out of objectifying women and now I'm objectifying my wife without even realizing it. And she's no longer attractive to me because she's not the object that I desire. And that's count. That's antithetical to the, to right. the type of, love a husband should have toward his wife that he should be desirous of her that she should be his standard of beauty she should be the object of his his affection and 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 then he should serve her and with within that desire not seeking to extract from her value but to bring himself to her and sonny's back no that's good i think it's important to identify some of those habits because i know that when i get um less generous less patient uh feeling overwhelmed, it's usually because I've probably stayed up too late the night before, either reading or watching something and got sucked into it. (laughs) And those decisions have a payment and a consequence. I'm amazed at how quickly like an, like even like 30 or 40 minutes can go by when you're watching like YouTube shorts or Instagram reels or TikTok. We're not on TikTok, but I'm sure that's just as bad or worse. Um, So that's one is if you're snacking elsewhere. Another reason why the desire might be asymmetrical is if you're just in a funk. So sometimes you can just be in a low grade funk. There's no big issue. There's not like we are. It's just we just haven't hit a groove. Yeah. And and we just need to get back. Yeah. I think you go through seasons of that again. That that is pretty normal as long as you're kind of asking the right questions. Um. And understanding what's happening. Because yeah. for us, sometimes it's just recognizing, you know, we're just kind of feeling this. It's kind of, ugh, but I still love you. I still, you know, want to be close to you. But that can yeah. cause, you know, some one of us to desire yeah. to be intimate more than the other. So oftentimes when you're in a funk, you don't really know how you're going to get out of it. You're just like, is this always going to be it now? I found that laughter is probably the quickest mm-hmm. way for us to get out mm-hmm. of the funk. And you hear us quote the office all the time. We go back and we're just like, let's just, let's just revisit this because we know it's going to make us laugh or let's just find something funny. Let's watch a comedian or something that ends up kind of getting you out of your own head. You end up laughing and laughter has a way of connecting you so quickly. Yeah. Um, And just friendship. And disarming you, I think. Or getting out and doing something together. Yeah. So getting out of that funk. Uh, Another reason why you might have an asymmetrical desire is hormones. Um, How dare you? How dare you go here? I'm not talking about you, of course. I'm talking about <laughs> postpartum hormones, postpartum pregnancy real. hormones, life changes. You know, just um, bodily hormones. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, you deal with that a lot. <laughs> yes, Your very much. They're raging. They're raging. <laughs> you know, just started puberty when I was 15 and never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> life of puberty. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's a huge factor. So, uh, and sometimes I can feel like it's a dismissal. You think, oh, it's just hormones, right? But it's it, hormones are real. God wired our bodies. Well, I think, yeah. I think it goes both ways. You can either overqualify it and be like, oh, this is like, I can't control these. This is what's going on. Or, and you can just like go raging and crazy, or you can just dismiss and ignore it, uh, which is also unhealthy. I think you just have to acknowledge it and, and bring it to the table and understand and have grace for one mm. another and try to walk through it, you know, as smoothly as you can. Yeah. 
Yep. And on those same similar lines, stress, workload, your schedules, kids are causing chaos in the home uh, as kids do. <laughs> um, all those things can contribute to an asymmetrical desire. Like I know there's times in, in seasons I go through where I'm working extraordinarily hard and I'm just just completely like mm-hmm. smoked and tired and done. And I am like, come on, babe. <laughs> Let's like, get this party started. I will serve you in this way. <laughs> we laugh because that's like the case. <laughs> he could be like on his deathbed and I could be like, hey. And he'd be like. I'm ever in a coma. Just <laughs> just invite me into our nuptial chamber. <laughs> and I will hop out of that bed and jog over. <laughs> Oh uh, gosh. You're just that good. I'm you're just, just that, that good. good. Um, so another, almost, uh, the final one would be communication degradation or lack of connection. We talked about this early on, but uh, there can be deeper levels of funk that you can yeah. get into where maybe you've been fostering a really unhealthy communication atmosphere. In your Habit home. even. Yeah. And you're not talking about anything of, of material or real value. Yeah. yeah sarcasm. Um, and just maybe coarse joking or maybe, uh, yeah. you know, you, you've just not spent time talk about the things of God, yes. even deeper things yeah. than just the schedule and the meals and the carting kids around and whatnot. Yeah. So marriage is so much more and we get to uh, enjoy that yeah. peace. So on the second line of inquiry, we have about the experience itself. So here's the big question. Is your, ex- is your experience worse if your desire is less? In other words, mm-hmm. does that invalidate the experience? So if you've got a wife, like Selena mentioned, where I'm sorry, Sonny. If Selena, you've mentioned times when you've just been in, you know, you, you've decided, right. It's very unromantic. You've said, I've decided to just be here. And there's times when I'll, I'll talk to you be like, this, this, is this okay? Like, are you, are you okay? Cause I want to make sure that you're okay. And you just assure me, it's like, this is good. And you tell me like this, it's fine. It's good. And I just, it's more about you than me right now. Is and, that an okay statement to say? And to be honest, I don't always like it, but I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it's not again it's a heart orientation it's an attitude not praising myself it's something that i've had to kind of grow into and understand that you know my desire is not always there but his is and i want to be a source of comfort i want to give to him i want to be generous towards him i want to love him when i remember and think of all the things that i'm grateful for about him it's it becomes easier to give of myself to him hmm. And it occurs to me too that I could uh, be grateful it, for me. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. He's always true. so grateful. Could be more grateful. No. <laughs> but in those moments when, um, so to be honest, I'd rather have your emotional, like bodily engagement, like no holds barred every time. Like that's mm-hmm. by far the best experience all around, I feel like. But to insist that every time, to insist on that every time, when you say it's it's more about you than me, and that's fine. I'm just going to give to you. This is us just being married, and, and I love you. But just if you could just be okay with this level right now, for me to insist on, no, I want a higher level. That's that's not that's selfish. It's demanding. Mm-hmm. I'm not serving you in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a way to serve you, even though. Well, I think there's a way to lead out of that too. Like if that's a consistent, uh, if that's a consistent level, if that's what only if that's what your sex life is then I think that it w- it should be examined because that's not, that doesn't have to be the normal. I think that yeah, is, again, that's good. That's good. a season. So to root this back in kind of the big picture, so sex is 
it's not just sex. It's the sign of the marital covenant. Mm-hmm. It's the ratification of that covenant saying it's the stamp of, of, of the seal of yeah. that covenant. We are in a covenant together. And so every time we are intimate, we are not just engaging in some physical act. It is a, a sealing mm. of that. It's a resealing of that covenant right. in a way. And so that's good because God made it good. It's yes. objectively good and it's good to renew it. Renew the sign, renew that that commitment in that sort of way. And so what I mean to say is it's not worse as in it's less meaningful, meaning that it can be a, it can be a different experience and maybe not as I'll say not as good of an experience because it Well define good. I mean it can be I think I don't think your your experience can be worse. I think it can be yeah, less I think it's categorically emotional. different, to be okay. honest. But even though you're still doing basically the same activity, it's categorically a different type of that activity. Does that make sense? Like when we're both, there's those times when you don't know where you end and your your spouse begins, right? right. It's that, just you're that intertwined, you're that, right. in, that intense, you're that like on the same wavelength. And then there's times when you're just getting down to business. Giving to one another. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. getting down to business. And yeah. that's, I think, okay, as long as there's agreement around that and there's an understanding that this is not the norm yeah. and yeah. I love you and we're not going to just continue to, this is not, this is for today. This is not yeah, for. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, so here's the encouragement out of this and maybe the challenge is that mature married people understand the objective value of intentional intimacy and the vulnerability and the generosity that it affords toward one another. So they understand the objective value of that. They're not depending on a certain experience to, to evaluate it. Right. You know that it's good. You know that it's purposeful because God said it is. And you know that it's something that you should engage in and you get to engage in. Sometimes it's a get to, sometimes it feels more should, but Either way, I love that you said that it's, it is objectively true that God made it and it is good. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, we're right now assuming healthy motives all around because it could, I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, a wife or a husband could manipulate with everything we've just said and right. saying, like, hey, these guys said it was objectively good. So you're like, you have to show up basically or. Which we didn't, yeah, we didn't so, say, yeah, it's, it's we didn't like say anything that. you can take words and manipulate. You have to hear the heart. You have to hear the premise. You have to hear the foundation that is rooted in the gospel that is rooted in, in mm-hmm. scripture, right? That again, the context of what is it? First Corinthians seven, yeah. uh, seven, not depriving one another, not just yeah. wife. Don't deprive your husband or husband. Don't deprive your wife. It's both of you, you know, get back to one another. If you're not there, Mm. one of you, they'll go through seasons of one giving to another more, but get back to both being together at the same level. It's good. So here's some um, practical help. And I want to wrap it up before you spend too much more time is some affirmations again. So it's Mm. okay to be intimate in a functional way. That's okay. It's okay to serve one another through your sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Um, I will say this. I think it's never, uh, I'm just going to say a blanket statement. I hope it's right. It's never right for a husband to demand sex from his wife, but it's also never right for a wife to deprive him without agreement per first Corinthians seven. Mm-hmm. Now there's been times when I've approached you and said, Hey, this would be awesome for us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I have a vision, <laughs> me and you. <laughs> and then you could say, Hey, I'm catching your vision, but tonight's not a good night. Now, I have a choice. So you have a choice. I have a choice. 
if you've made your choice and you've said tonight's not a great night, I love you, but for whatever reason, I, uh, can you agree with me that tonight's not a good night? And I have a choice. I can either say, well, no, I'm not on board with that. I'm going to either, you know, so now we have a fight or, you know, we have something happening. I'm demanding it or you're depriving or both. But if you come to me and say, I'm, I'm tired, will you please understand? We can then agree by agreement. Okay. Right. I, I'm going to be an understanding husband. I'm not going to demand it from you. I'm going to be generous and understanding and giving and graceful and full yeah, of that. Yeah, I'm going to give to you but, a different way. But you also know that, again, that is not the normal. That is not yes, the yes. standard. And that would be... So... And that's And not, I'm saying that only because, no. again, the one spouse could become demanding, and which only ironically promotes more withholding, right? And depriving. Yeah, yeah. So, again, addressing, look at the patterns of your sex life. Look at... What are the, what are the, I hate using this word in these types of talks, but what are the rhythms? What are the, what are the, you know, frequency? What is the frequency? And how, yeah, how, how are you able to kind of, it's like a bank, right? Like you, you kind of give to each other, you, you have this credit and debit. And sometimes like I don't use very often, but I feel like I can freely say, Hey, I can't, tonight is just bad. Or today, I don't know, probably not going to happen can we do it tomorrow or can we like set a time that agreement? I think again, it's easier to come to. Well, frankly, we've get, gotten to the point in our marriage where I just know, and I can tell, and I wouldn't you don't put usually, it on you. Yeah. You can just ask Cause I'm like, I can tell that you're really tired. So I'm not going to just keep one more thing for you to feel bad about. Cause even though you'll say, you know, I don't. And so you start to read each other and give yeah. before you even have to like Which, explicitly give. Right. Your habits become more gracious right. and so, serving. Yeah. And, and I, and I also like if, if I can look down on the horizon of our week and say, okay, I think tomorrow night would probably be a better night given that no one's coming over or given whatever the circumstances <laughs> or, yeah. you know, that I can just not even bring it up now. Mm -hmm. And then if I don't see that on the horizon, I'll talk to you. I'll say, Hey, when do you think would be, would work well yeah, for us? Um, a few more affirmations real quick. Um, it's okay to want sex, even though your spouse doesn't just talk through it. Let's keep talking through it. It's not less valuable of an experience because the drive or the desire is less. Mm. Okay. It's okay to, it's okay to, to experience it even with a, a reduced desire. Um, here's another one is I said this at the beginning is you're not abnormal. And in most cases that we've experienced, this has an ebb and flow to it. It mm -hmm. comes and goes. You'll have periods of intensity and periods of it waning back and then intensity. Um, just, just talk through it, go with it, trust that the tide will return. Yeah. Um, and then we have a few tangible tools. We've talked about this in the past, but maybe let's direct you to our website to check it out. Um, check out the spectrum of sex on fiercemarriage.com. Yeah. Um, that talks about the different kind of occasions and expectations around the sexual experience in a biblical marriage. Um, and then establishing rhythms and routines for it. And Selena hates that when we, on this topic, but <laughs> the point is, is um, like, what's realistic for you? Like yeah. what's a good amount of frequency for you? What's healthy for you? Um, well, and also I think for, you know, one of my friends once said that, you know, a couple times a week is where we've sort of agreed. And then um, maybe a full week, like every day, once a year, kind of just to be good for the good for the marriage, you know. All right. Well, let's do it. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> awesome. Um, if you're listening to this and you're thinking this is crazy, um, because how could spouses talk like this? How could you be asking mm -hmm. for intimacy and then choosing to be generous in a way that it goes against everything that you feel have been, have you feel and even want. everything that you, <laughs> in terms of what the world would tell you, mm -hmm. um, we're here to tell you that 
we have a faith that is otherworldly because we have a savior who is otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Although he was otherworldly, he is God. Jesus Christ is God. He entered flesh and lived a life that we couldn't live mm-hmm. perfectly and died the death that we should have died so that we might be saved. That's what it means to be Christian is to place your faith in Christ and his work on the cross. Christ didn't stay dead. He rose again and he promises to rise his people again to new life. Uh, and when he, when he returns as, mm-hmm. as the mighty King that he is, um, that's all I'll say about that here. But if you want to become a Christian, here's how <laughs> find a friend, talk to them about it. Ask them to a Christian friend. They've been praying for you. Christian they friend. want to talk right. to you. Yes. Talk to a Christian friend, ask him to read the Bible with you, find a good Bible preaching pastor. If you don't have either of those things, we have a website, thenewsisgood.com. Check it out. Thenewsisgood.com. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift of intimacy. Thank you for the gift of marriage. Um, not in that order. <laughs> I thank you that you've uh, that you've designed these things, not just um, arbitrarily, but for our flourishing. And you've graciously given us the ability to enjoy them and to serve each other in them and to um, even be sanctified through our struggles um, when it comes to our intimate lives together. I pray that the couples listening to this, that they would flourish in this area, that they wouldn't fight this, the typical battles in their intimate lives, but they would find um, that they would find clarity and strength and truth in your word. And they would serve one another fueled by your Holy spirit, Lord Jesus. I pray for couples who don't know you, that they would come to know you and place their faith in you, Jesus Christ, that they might be saved in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Longer episodes. So I'm going to let it go. However, um, we are almost to th- 300 patrons. Mm, We're at 299. So if you're praise still God. watching this, if you're still listening and you feel called, we would be honored if you would go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. There are benefits. Um, our goal, I would love to get to 400 patrons by the end of the year. Guys, it's 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 crazy. God has been so gracious, but I'm just amazed at how unpredictable this line of work that we've chosen <laughs> is. So uh, all of that may- means a ton to us. There's benefits, including early access to our events, which we have coming up. And there's anyway, check that out. Fiercemarriage.com slash partner. With that said, this episode of Fierce Marriage is in the can. We'll see you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.